Hey everyone, Lewis here. Jumping in before the episode starts to let everyone know that my guest Patrick Hotner and I recorded this episode last winter before Eli Ross Thanksgiving was announced, so we didn't mention that movie at all. Uh, Patrick also has some upcoming projects I'd like to mention. First, he's been booking talent for the ASCAT show at Upright Citizens Brigade here in Los Angeles. I, I was actually lucky enough to catch a show there, and it was a ton of fun. I would definitely recommend it to anyone who's in town. Next up, the George Lucas Talk Show is playing a show in New York on January 16th. They've got a documentary screening at the Slam Dance Film Festival in Park City, Utah. There's three shows at the San Francisco Sketch Festival on February 2nd and 3rd, as well as four shows in Los Angeles on February 5th and 8th. I've got tickets to the George Lucas Talk Show in Los Angeles, so you can definitely catch me there. Uh... But yeah, it's uh, this is a pretty fun episode, so hope you enjoy it. Uh, I'm going to get off and let you listen. Bye. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Cinema Span. My name is Louis Hillegas IV. I'm your host. This season, we are covering the films of 2007. With me today, I have Patrick Cotner, producer of the George Lucas Talk Show. Hey, Patrick. Hey, how are you? Great, great. Thanks for joining me. Uh, today, we are going to cover Grindhouse. Uh, we are doing both Planet Terror and Death Proof, as well as the trailers in between. Uh, when did you true, first see a this? true double feature. Honestly, if there ever was one, right? Yeah, yeah. That's why you, when you said what the show was, I was like, well, I think there's only one option. And I was scared that someone else had taken it. And I was very happy that they had it. No, i very glad to have you on here as well. Um, yeah. it, it, I actually hadn't seen planet terror uh Whoa. yeah yeah well so i was like 11 in 2007 yeah. so sure, sure, you know, sure. it's just that not exactly not exactly uh, a time for me to see it and my parents yeah. weren't exactly rushing to teach me that uh, that makes sense my, my dad did show me reservoir dogs at least and okay you know he was like oh this is an actor's movie that's that's yeah. how he, he introduced it which i think planet is kind of terror funny. is a little gnarlier than reservoir dogs though. definitely definitely yeah 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 um, yeah, when did you first see it? I was trying to think. It must have been, it was not in theaters, obviously, because I think about six people saw it in theaters. Right. Um, it was probably 2009, maybe on DVD, somewhere in that range. Yeah. I was definitely in high school. Uh, and I remember I bought the, I wanted the one, um, the Grindhouse double, like the Grindhouse one where it came with both of them, but I couldn't find it near right. me. So I had to buy the separate ones, which I think were like extended cuts or something like that. Yeah. I, um, I believe there's a real missing quote unquote in sure. both of the films, uh, in yeah. planet terror. It's written into it where yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, in the middle of the sex scene, um, yeah. it, it all, you know, burns in and, and fades. And then, uh, yeah. in death proof, it's the, uh, lap dance scene. They, they cut yeah. that for the grindhouse, uh, the, the theater distribution and then the home uh, one was the same, you know, which is kind of surprising. I mean, I don't know. It's a bummer. I wish they were, cause I have the Blu-ray now and I wish they were on the Blu-ray just cause I'm used to those versions. Right. Uh, so yeah, I think it was probably 2009, somewhere around there. Um, and I was a big, I loved planet terror. It took a minute to get on board with, uh, death proof, but now I fully come around and I'm, uh, I'm all in. Interesting. Proof. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I mean, I thought Planet Terror was like really it, like there's a lot of these movies that are uh, pastiches um, that yeah. just they, they don't do uh, service on being their own good story. And, sure. And I think this this one winks so well throughout uh, while yeah. still having its own grounded uh, yeah. you know, stakes. 
Yeah, I think it's really fun. I think it's really good. And, and like all I the one-liners. Like I, I do want to warn everyone, a lot of this episode is me just going to be like, yeah, it's really good. I really I, like it. Really, like that's, that's about all I have to say about some of these two. Okay, it's okay. just like, it doesn't it rule? Like, can't yeah. we all just love movies? Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, even the one-liners, which, yeah, you would think are kind of cheesy and just about yeah. any other uh, one of these films. I, I mean, I just think Bruce Willis, like half of his career is directed to video movies. Mm-hmm. And like mm-hmm. this really probably blows out half of those. Yeah. And this is probably before a lot of that happens, right? Before he starts taking on those like, yeah. you know, uh, Serbian movies or Croatian movies or wherever he he filmed most of those. I feel like this is like either immediately predating or like a couple of years predating all it that. It's definitely a prototype because he probably showed up for a week of filming you know, that. and if probably that. got paid yeah. pretty well. And, yes. and then, yeah, <laughs> just left. Uh-huh. uh-huh. And you know what? Good for him. I have no yeah. uh, qualms with anyone doing that. I feel like it's uh, if if you're getting paid to do stuff like that, honestly, go for it. Absolutely. I mean, work is work at the end of the day. Absolutely. Know? Yeah. I, I have you ever seen any of those direct to video Bruce Willis films? I don't think so. I don't know. I listen. I'm gonna contradict myself. What I just said. <laughs> I'm very happy that he is doing them yes. and I'm very happy that he is making the money. It's not my thing really. You know what I mean? I used to, in high school, I had a group of friends and we would watch like the quote unquote bad movies, you know, right. that kind of stuff. But the ones that I always gravitated towards were like the fun bad movies or mm-hmm. the the movies. There's also a lot of movies that the other people in the group were like, this is a bad movie. And then I watched it and I'm like, no, Evil Dead's good. I don't know. Oh like, just because God. it's low, yeah. just because it's low budget doesn't mean it's bad. Right. You know or, what I mean? Or because you haven't seen another movie that hits this tone. Absolutely. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, I think um, especially when you're a teenager, anything that is new is just sure. like oh, rejection immediately. That's of course. bad. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, but but stuff like the you know the the letter or uh, not letterbox the red box movies or whatever. Right. Uh, doesn't hit that same entertainment value for me. Uh, yeah, I agree. It's it's also I I understand if you know people are making movies for you to mm-hmm. sit on your phone during, um, mm-hmm. because there is a there is a market for that. You know, like for sure, just every eight minutes to have something to pull you up. I guess. Yeah, but, yeah, uh, yeah. I I do think it's interesting that you know one of these trailers they have Nick Cage playing a Fu Manchu, mm-hmm. <laughs> is what they call him, just because mm-hmm. maybe he was a bit earlier on to that same trend. But uh, yeah. I wonder if like they the, even that the the types of actors they were trying to pull for these projects, if yeah. they if they were making these conscious choices, for sure. And and even that is sort of like I guess that's right around when he started doing the. Um, you know, uh, knowing and like all mm-hmm. of the drive angry 3d, like that's like sort of right in that realm where you're like, Oh yeah, this is a Nicholas cage thing. Like this is, you know, these are the ghost rider years oh, and all that. God. Yeah. National treasure. Uh, For sure. Awesome. Well, that's a, that's a good movie. I don't want to, it is good. I don't, that... don't want to shit on national treasure here. <laughs> it's definitely top tier for the, the Disney, uh, you uh-huh. know, like classics. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Uh, um, yeah, I, I was going to say, uh, I I actually uh, thought Machete. I didn't realize Machete was a. This was a fake trailer. Yeah. For you know what then became the real Machete. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Have you seen Machete? Not at all. Oh, it's good. Yeah, I'm. I uh, I, I fell more onto the Shark Boy, Lava Girl, Spy Kid side of Ro- sure. <laughs> Rodriguez's career just because yeah, of yeah. my age. Well, that was the perfect age for you. Exactly. 
Yeah. But but Machete, um, I, it was like such a good setup. I'm glad he went yeah. through to make this film Ma- as well. Machete, I mean, I haven't seen it in a while, so maybe it does not hold up. But from what I remember, Machete rules, Machete kills does not rule. That's the way I remember Got it. Got it. I do want them to make, because at the end of Machete, I mean, spoiler for the end of Machete please, kills. Please. They set up Machete kills in space as being the third one. <sighs> and and there's like a short, uh, you know, trailer for it. I feel like it's like Justin Bieber in it or something. Um, like they're like naming all these like big people right. uh, that are in it. Um, now I'm going to find out That's who so it good. because it was, uh, yeah. I have to put I mean, that, that title up there with like some of the greatest unmade movies like Spaceballs 3, The Search for Spaceballs 2. Of course. You yes. know, like we're just and, like, what if? And listen, I did click on Machete Kills and I went down to the cast and now it makes me want to rewatch it even less because it does say Elon Musk has a cameo as himself in the film. So but, now I'm like, I guess I'm never going to rewatch Machete Kills. Does he get like Machete killed? Because then, then there's a reason, it. right? That's true. That's true. I my gut says no. Um, yeah, I would think I so. Like, yeah, he's like the out, Rock. He's like, you can't show me yeah. getting hurt or taken down. Like yeah. if if I'm going to cameo, I also have to be as tall as everyone else <laughs> in the scene. Um, oh yeah, in the second. Sorry, in the second oh, one, Charlie Sheen is the president. Yeah, that's that's uh, pretty inspired. Yeah, but he's credited as Carlos Estevez, which is his real name. Anyways, let's get away from Machete Kills. Uh, machete is very good, and I nice. think if you enjoyed this, you'll probably like Machete. I'm sure. You know, very, I'm I'm really excited to jump in actually on it. Yeah, yeah. I Planet Terror starts pretty much uh, at the strip strip club with Cherry, mm-hmm. um, our somewhat protagonist of this. She is literally crying at the strip club. Uh, during a dance mm-hmm. yeah I, I think what's killer she's just walking home um like and it's a military base two miles away like uh, uh this movie's just thrown with uh yeah j- just the circumstances to get everyone into the action for sure and there's so many people that they have to like yeah just make sure everyone is in the right spot at the exactly. right time you know yeah just whip panning left and right uh-huh. um uh-huh. Th- when when they get into the military base uh the, the reveal of Bruce Willis actually does really work, I, I thought. For sure. Um, it's a, I mean, that's a great scene. I'm also, I've been rewatching a lot of Lost lately. Yes. Um, and there are, th- between these two movies, there are three people from Lost in it, which was very exciting to me. Um, yeah. But Naveen Andrews, who plays Saeed on Lost, is really good in this movie. He cuts a man's balls off. <laughs> that's that's what I was gonna get to. Uh-huh. Like, like uh-huh. He, they they show him, and you think he is gonna be the the actual yeah. big bad of this film. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's got his special scissors, which are just uh-huh. absurd. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Um, and, and yeah, you know, and then uh, but Bruce quickly fil- flips that, and then he's, yes. he's literally got him by the balls. Says it, <laughs> of course, because they have to milk you, every type of you line you can with that. Um, and, and I love like when he's like intimidating, I mean, you can hear his boot. It's scrunching down yeah, on the gross. balls. Like, more more. It's really gross. It's really Now, bad. when you watch this, there's a couple different ways you can watch this. Mm. Did you watch it? Uh, how, where did you watch it? First of all, Let's I watched it that. on Blu-ray and I watched okay. the Grindhouse double bill. It started with the machete trailer and then okay. went, you know, it had the, the preview for coming attractions from the 70s, yeah. drive-ins, that, that type of stuff, too. Did you watch it 
normally or was it all like uh you know choppy with the film grain on it and it, everything yeah it had film grain i is there okay. a version like without film grain I, I, it must have just been on my dvds the separate ones yeah where you could watch it normal or with the grain but the grain makes oh, it so much better i completely then, agree also, I watched Planet Terror. I had the audio track where it's an audience reaction audio track. I, on. I saw that and I, I wanted to try it, but yeah, I was just like, for the first one, maybe not. I get it. I get it. Wait, which I is never, crazy because I prefer to see it in a movie theater with an audience for that for sure. reason. I had never watched it with that. And then uh, for this one, I was like, well, let's try something different yeah. just because I've seen it before. So like, who cares? Right. Uh, and it was so fun. Yeah. It was like they loved it. That's awesome. It was, yeah, it was very fun. Every time a new person came on screen, it was like, yeah, yeah, <laughs> which like it got to the point where you're like, oh, yeah, I forgot. Sometimes seeing movies with a crowd is not fun where you're like, I right. don't even know who this guy is. Why are you cheering? It, no, for this exactly. <laughs> and sometimes you're like, does the audience even know? Like, are yeah, they just yeah, cheering because yeah, yeah, yeah. they heard other people cheering? And yeah, now, yeah. yeah. I mean, you get uh, that. You get that sometimes at the repertory uh, houses where course. people are laughing at things yeah. that aren't necessarily funny, but they're laughing yeah. to be like, "Oh, I got it." Yes, um, and that—that's yes. always like interesting to see too. Yeah, uh, but yeah, I'm I, no, I'm like, why doesn't every Marvel movie just like why don't they go into like the easiest setup? They go to like the Chinese theater or something, and they record yeah. it on opening yeah. night and throw it on the Blu-ray. Like that's absolutely gotta be the cheapest thing to do. It seems great. It's and, a great idea. Yeah, and Avengers Endgame had that at least with all it, it kept going viral, that that same sure. footage and then yeah, yeah, yeah. put that audio to other things. You know? Yeah. Listen, yeah. it was the thing that I would watch at three AM uh peak pandemic and feel real sad about the state of the world. Oh, for sure. Because yeah, I was like, too. Oh, this is never gonna happen again. Right. Um yeah. Ugh. Yeah. <laughs> I know, but we're here now. We're here, <laughs> On we're <Zoom>. doing great. <laughs> Nothing's changed and everything has. Uh-huh. Yeah, so Cherry gets over to the barbecue place. We're introduced to uh, her ex-boyfriend, El Ray. He's smoking red apple cigarettes that are Mm -hmm. featured in just about all the Tarantino movies Mm -hmm. or related universe ones, which is fun. There are some details, I think, in Planet Terror and uh, Death Proof, and they kind of seep into one another. Yeah, Uh, like some characters that cross over. Exactly couple things yeah. the, the nurse uh you know with the needles like is in both yeah. and yeah it's it, yeah. kind of fun i like that what's up doc line that josh brolin has uh-huh. um <laughs> just for no other reason than you know bugs bunny um but josh brolin's real fun in this movie he really everyone, is everyone everyone seems like they're having a great time and that's what i like about it everyone's yes. just like let's lean into this as hard as we can well, and, and i, I think- mean look yeah. No, no. I, I just think he has a lot of the menace still, too. For sure. Yeah. Um, which, like, Kurt Russell brings some menace, but I feel like yeah. he's just having more fun being an yeah. asshole than he is being, like, scary. Uh, but we get to the barbecue place. We're also introduced to Patrick's favorite, J.T. Haig, played by the great Jeff Fahey. So good. Frank Lapidus from Lost. Uh, a real king. They must have just um, been in between, like... I seasons on lost it. and they were just like one casting director is yeah. like i got like five or six dynamite actors for yes that. yes it's got to be something like that but uh real great in this real fun no he he has a lot of fun uh i love the i love the bit later when he's when you the fake out you think he's dead yeah. um and he's just holding like sausage links <laughs> like like where his uh-huh. guts would be uh-huh. um it's it's just classic dumb stuff but it's and it's he, a degree he, away from not working he does also come back for machete he's in machete oh yeah yeah does he so. play the titular machete he does not play the titular <laughs> machete he plays the same guy he plays in the trailer which is like 
the guy who hires Machete. I see. Yeah, all of the all of the special effects with like these early patients in the hospital mm-hmm. hospital are really good. I, I mean, I, Rodriguez is building a lot of good tension too. Yeah. Um, there's the the blister. There, the, there's the fucked up tongue, and it's got uh-huh. insane effects on it. And when it uh-huh. just spurts out on Brolin's glasses. The audience reaction is everyone's like, oh, you know, yeah, no, it's, yeah. So, it's so fun. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure. <laughs> but that's like, that's the spirit of these types of films, um, yeah. which I like that they really were going for the, the gross out too. Yeah. Uh, and something interesting about 07, I think this is probably the last time they could have actually done this type of project on film. Because it's sure. so clear, so close to when the uh, digital conversions happen for yeah. all the theaters, um, 3D with Avatar is another big push. Yeah. Um, but I mean, we could put the film grain on anything, but yeah, uh, to actually have it playing on film reels in in the theaters, it's kind of cool. Also, so practical, like so much yeah. stuff is practical. There's obviously some CG stuff, but it's mostly like explosions or background stuff or whatever but like all the all the special effects stuff is real right. but but know? then using like cgi where it makes sense where it's like okay yeah. let's see the the blisters like grow on, yeah, on yeah, someone's yeah. face like in a way that we couldn't do with practical for sure for um, sure yeah it's smart it's smart stuff i mean it, some of it looks it's like pushing the boundaries of what looks good at that arrow cgi yeah. but uh rodriguez is kind of doing that with all of his films anyways yeah. and you know it it, it works for, for the intended effect at the end of the day, which is all mm-hmm. that matters. Mm-hmm. Then we, we switch back to the, the girl who is uh, trying to rescue the nurse, Dr. Dakota Black, played by Marley Shelton. Um, yes. She's, she's being saved, and that, this is kind of our first introduction to the zombies of the film. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think it's a pretty good take on zombies as far as making it make rational sense. Yeah. Um, but also playing into the the genre pastiche of it all. Yeah, because are they zombies technically? Right. They're it, not. They no. call them they call them something. Uh I can't remember what it is. But I mean they're they're eating brains out, right? Yeah, and, yeah, uh, yeah. They are, but you know, they're different slightly. Yeah. Um yeah, no, I mean it it makes sense that he would make a good zombie movie. It feels up his alley. Mm-hmm. I just rewatched From Dusk Till Dawn recently. Have you yeah, seen that? I love, yeah, I love From it. Dusk Till Dawn's yeah. great. Um, but it's, you know, a similar, like, over-the-top uh, monster movie right. where it's like, oh, yeah, this feels like the next logical step for you to make something like this. Yeah, and even the the genre flip in that. Um, for sure. Like, you, I, I don't think, it, it just shows how good Rodriguez is with balancing tone because yeah. here there there is a lot of the schlocky grindhouse, like we were, we're saying, but he's still able to bring it back into something that grounds you at the, at the end of the day. Yeah. I love the cops in this <laughs> like, mm-hmm. as, as far as like how just kind of incompetent mm-hmm. uh, they are. Um, it is, it, it's just classic how you should characterize a cop. Like they're, they're yes. not helping the problem. They are just yelling at other people and saying, wait a minute, what's going on here? Uh-huh. Like the whole uh-huh. time. <laughs> and uh, the, Michael Parks is the sheriff in this. Who's really great. Yes. And he's in a bunch of, Tarantino stuff playing the same character. I believe he plays the same character in From Dust Till Dawn. He's like in yeah. in the beginning yeah, yeah. when they're in the convenience store and he gets shot there. But he's also in like Kill Bill playing the same guy. Um, but he's great in he's great in so much stuff. He's great in Twin Peaks. He's great in Tusk. He's really good in Tusk. Oh, and in I Red State. Tusk. Oh, he's the bad guy in Tusk. He's the bad guy in uh, Red State, which is the other Kevin Smith um, 
horror movie. Um, he's so great in it, but nice. uh, yeah, he's really good in this. Yeah, I, uh, I, I, yeah, I, I did really love him, and and Michael Michael Bean was really good uh, mm-hmm. as well. Um, I, 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 I kind of just love the the brother thing he's he's got going. Uh, like just trying to get the barbecue recipe the entire yeah. time. Yeah. Uh, it's just a, it's it, they're just good bits. Um, and it's funny every character really does only have like one or two things, but um, yeah, they're they're just shined on in the right way. Uh huh. I do love. Uh, I I forget who does it, but somebody takes a pistol and they punch with it, and as they punch, they shoot. Oh <laughs> sure. Like, through a, a body. Um, I the just, problem the problem with this movie is so much stuff happens that you're like, who does it? And yeah. you just can't remember because there's 90 exactly. insane things I, that I, are, you know. That, that's exactly it. My notes are just like, wow, that was cool. Wow, that was cool. Yeah. Wow, that was cool. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's a, I mean, that's about it here. Yeah, I, so Josh Brolin, you know, he he finds out that his wife's trying to, to escape, and yeah. he, has, he injects her with all of the needles that have been set up. And when she leaves the hospital she jumps through a window yeah uh because she, she's locked in a of closet course. and yeah, of course she's fine when you? she gets up yeah. no biggie yeah. yeah and it's like exploding behind her and then uh but i what i really love is, is she's going to uh open the car door and her her hands yeah. are numb and so i mean this is just such a good piece of all the normal things that you know she could do to escape are now going to be 10 times tougher yeah and, and we are going to build the tension on each one um and then yeah she sticks her hand in the car door and uh trips while she's trying to open it and it, it exactly there's it's a big no-no uh big no-no it's real gnarly everything's gnarly in this movie that's <laughs> i was talking to a friend while i was watching it and they were like oh i haven't seen it i don't really like scary movies and i was like i mean it's not scary right it's gross but like in a fun way. That's the thing is it, it's not yeah. gore either. So, yeah. Because yeah. I, I agree with you. When most people say I don't like horror movies, they yeah. they more mean something like in the terrifier range sure, of like, sure, sure. oh, this is just going to be a lot of killing and like it's yes. going to shock you or even yes. Texas Chainsaw Massacre, which, yeah. which has enough in tone um, that you could go and study it. But yeah, um, yeah, I, I that's the thing is like, when a kill is cartoonish, there's nothing yeah. really scary about it. I know. It's a tough way to describe it because, like, you don't want to say, oh, it's not gory because it is. Right. Like, you you know, you see all of the stuff, but you can also look at it objectively and be like, but I know that's not real. Mm-hmm. You know, like, I know that is fake. Yeah. I know that is just a movie. Um, and that's the that's the whole point of, of the sure. film, too, is right? That, that exercise of going into the fantasy. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I mean, I think anybody could enjoy the the cartoonish violence in this because even mm-hmm. the zombies aren't played up horror wise, which which is yeah. they're they're used very sparingly, which has to be a nod to just these types of films of like okay, the, the few times we do have violence, we got to make them really count, uh, yeah. make the budget stretch that way. But in the in the dialogue scenes, you know, it's just going to be very sparse. We're just going to be sitting there, yeah, mm-hmm. nothing crazy. Mm-hmm. Uh, it does have a uh, it's got a wide range of like what's happening on screen either it's the most insane thing you've ever seen or it's just two people in a hospital room yeah like yep. talking with nothing going on like it's it's very you know uh, yeah, exactly. one end of the spectrum or the other um yeah so i mean it really moves fast here but uh yeah the the nurse she she goes and picks up her her son her and son, um, yeah. is being uh babysat by a pair of twins 
who <laughs> also show up in a uh, death proof. They're yes. they're in the uh, in the bar, I believe, and also show up in both machete movies. In both machete, <laughs> this is insane. <laughs> I was. I, I was feel like Machete was the third part of this that I just missed yes, out on. I mean, it really is. I was literally just on their uh, uh, Wikipedia page. Yeah, and apparently they co-hosted something in 2015 called the CTV Sci-Fi Channel Space Awards <laughs> with Danny Trejo. That's and incredible. this is this is fully two years after Machete kills. Like this is like. <laughs> Way after that. They're still friends, you know? Still friends. Yep. Danny Trejo got a hosting gig and he said, yeah, I know exactly who <laughs> to call I want, I want those crazy babysitter twins. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's so good. Um, yeah, so she, I mean, she basically fights the, the, you know, like throws him out the door, um, you know, just to get rid of him. Um, yeah. And then she, she gets her son, but uh, she... She goes to her dad's place, and in the car, she's like, okay, if you need to shoot anyone, here is a gun. Mm -hmm. Don't point it at yourself. <laughs> and immediately after, the kid kills himself, which I just, I did not, I, yeah, I, I, I that has to be another audience reaction one, right? Like, yeah, of course. Just a, a big gasp. Um, of course. She goes back over to the car, and the kid's, like, head is blown off, which is, like... <laughs> So insane. And I, I didn't even remember that happening. Like, it's been a minute since I've seen it. And I was watching and I was like, I mean, they're not gonna, right? Are they? And then it went, happened. And you hear the gun go off. And I was like, oh, she's going to go back and like he missed or something. Right, like, right. I don't remember. And no, they fully, fully go for it. I, my only thought is like, because at this point, uh, they, they reveal Josh Brolin like uh, a few frames later. Yeah. And he's half disfigured yeah. um, and zombified. But uh, yeah. he, he, uh, he, he, his look is so shocking. I'm like, maybe the kid saw the dad yeah. and fumbled, and yeah. then shot himself. That, but yeah, you, you do think just because they lay it out in the text, don't yeah. point this at yourself. That it, there's no way it will happen. It's crazy. It's crazy. But I'm, I'm happy they did it. Definitely great. I mean, there's, <laughs> there's so, yeah, because the. I didn't really care about this kid, and no. it's really funny that she drags him around in her arms yeah. for the rest of it. You don't see his yes. face, but she's just looking more and more mortified by the scene. Yeah, and uh, we should also say the kid is Rebel Rodriguez. Yes, uh, who is obviously Robert's uh, son. Yeah, pretty much. We we get to the barbecue joint um, again, um, mm. and this this is where we had that fake out, um, but we find out that um, yeah. Chef really isn't dead. Uh -huh. um, then we have the the sex scene um, that goes on. Um, it's preceded by a whole talk over uh, this jacket. Uh, yeah. Ray, Ray and Cherry, uh, basically Cherry is le left with this jacket, um, and Ray left a engagement ring in it. Um, it's actually a pretty decent reveal as far as like a... Mm -hmm. it, the dialogue is really sparse in this, and there's yeah. a Chekhov's gun loaded, you know, at the beginning sure. with all this, and it goes off here. Yeah. Um, the burn-in is is it, it works. I, I mean, honestly, I think you get enough of the sex scene. Mm -hmm. um, what what I really like is the match cut, though, like that it goes from the, the film on fire to the house, the the you know the whole restaurant on fire. Yeah, um, there there is some nice thematic. Uh, duality there and, and it's even better that everybody just inexplicitly shows up like that we are in the third act now everyone is here 
Like we all have seen that jump in a film, but we forget that like it's a dumb like one or two scenes that that connect those moments. Yeah. Um, and I, I there's just so many moments of this that remind you you're watching a schlocky grindhousey type film. Um, and and really that's just why these these work so well. Um, I'm looking at the Wikipedia page right now. And there is a section called Alternative Versions. Now we're going back yeah. a little bit, but we talked about Tony the Kid uh, right. for a while, so I feel like this is a valid thing to talk about. Uh, Rodriguez apparently shot an alternate version where Tony did not accidentally shoot himself and survives throughout the entire film. Oh, wow. And he says he only edited it to show the sun so that the kid didn't freak out that he was dead. <laughs> <laughs> do you think you would have done it if it wasn't for his his kid i don't know i can't imagine right <laughs> yeah i mean children are are not given that much grace usually in the so industry bizarre. right that is what insane. a wild that's crazy yeah uh yeah i don't know release release that i was gonna say release the kid is still alive cut yeah release the pony cut <laughs> <laughs> uh yeah um so i mean really what I love about this third act, it feels just like assault on precinct 13. Mm -hmm. um, like they're, they're just all kind of covering these, these different angles, endless yeah. waves are coming in at them. The, there's a line that uh, I think the, the sheriff says, if I knew you were L Ray, I wouldn't have given you such a hard time, <laughs> which, which feels just like an assault pre precinct 13, because the, sure. the convict in there has got a, a backstory. He's like, if we're about to die, I will tell you. Yeah. My, my actual backstory and like yeah, who yeah, I yeah. am, yeah. but it just never gets revealed. And it's a fun, uh, it's great thing on the shelf there. And I, it's, it's just a brilliant thing to do with, with the cut here too. Um, yeah. Cause that beat of the movie would be here in a normal film. Uh, now, Robert Rodriguez had his own TV channel for a little bit too. Do you remember this? No, 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 I don't. He had his own TV channel, uh, and it was called El Rey. Oh, yeah. Interesting. I don't know. I'm assuming it was named after this. It, it must be, right? Yeah, I think so. Although, yeah, I wonder what the what the years were on that too. Um, it was pretty recent. They did a they did a From Dust Till Dawn TV show that lasted for like five seasons. Really? Yeah. Was it just set at the at the nightclub? Wait, is this still? Oh no, it closed December 2020. Launched December 2013. Huh. Yeah. I don't know. Nice. Yeah, right. that's right. That's some good context. There you go. You're welcome, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, they fight zombies. This stuff's, uh, you know, also tons of great, really great shots in here. Yeah. Um, there, there's a nice one I like. It's actually the, the zombies start running away, like as they as they're pushing on them very yeah. well, which I, I don't think you see a lot just because most zombie movies are showing these are already dead people. But this might sure. fit into the rationale that they are still humans thinking. Um, yeah. But just whatever this disease is has brought them to the point of insanity but yeah i mean it seems like you know like bruce obviously gets the the pustules is right. that the word we're gonna call it yeah and and brolin and stuff and they're still acting like themselves for a very long time so right. i think it's it, it's sort of living by its own rules which i think is probably the right way to do it because then you're not bound by you know 
the strict zombie guidelines that have been set up for the last 60 years or whatever. Definitely. Um, and, and, and yeah. yeah. And I think about the, uh, the Tarantino, uh, scene too, where he's, uh, it's an scene. attempt, what a scene, what a scene, uh, but he's <laughs> attempting rape. And, uh, as you know, as he gets more, uh, bo- boisterous, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, yeah, he, he just gets, uh, you know, uh, more unwieldy, uh, more aggressive, yeah. more nasty, and I, I think all of that just plays into the, either the violence or the sex of it all. Um, it is um, it is always interesting that seemingly most of the live action parts that he takes as an actor. Oh yeah, where you're like, really? This is this is the yeah. This is what you want to do. And he taught every he, single part is going to be a freaking weirdo like this. And he used all to right, talk man. about like not his the you know his role's not get going enough and it's like yeah. you, you kind of typecast yourself in yes. something that does not show up in most movies right y- yes and also for very good reason yeah <laughs> like it's very weird i i mean i think it's funny like in a like a little bit when it's like okay he can have, maybe he's making fun of himself in his own film but sure um there are like some of the you know his early roles where he's like in pulp fiction or in yeah. reservoir dogs where he's just kind of throwing the n-word around and you're just like yeah come on <sighs> man i don't doing? know how uh, how cool this is like yeah. it's a very very complicated feelings towards him definitely definitely uh yeah. yep um so basically everybody uh, has to regroup here um, once the zombies start coming after them. Uh, they, they jump on, they, they find every car that they can. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, it, part of that involves going back to another car that, that was trashed um, and getting the son's motorbike out. Yeah. Um, I mean, that, that, that to me is just one of the most brilliant things that he's sitting on this tiny, tiny bike. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, it's just got so many great uh, visuals throughout, and that's, like, one of the top-tier ones. It's Absolutely. Like all the cars going down the street, and then he's just riding the little uh, uh, crotch rocket? Is crotch that rocket? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, let's say. Totally. Who cares? Uh, the little crotch rocket down. His legs the, are coming uh, off Like, the, the like... breakdown lane. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's great. But he looks cool on it, too. That's yeah. that's the thing. It, it still yeah, works. Here's the thing. Everyone in this movie, except for Quentin Tarantino, is cool. <laughs> Oh, even the balls guy, very cool. Even even the balls guy, very cool, very very cool. Point. Um, everybody has been uh all the, at this point. All the cars get to the military base. Um, mm-hmm. they're at the bridge, unable to kill all the zombies, and uh, we, we get reintroduced to Bruce Willis and mm-hmm. his uh whole cabal. Um, they everybody gets imprisoned and put into quarantine. Um. And uh, it, there's a there's an odd bit where like the security guards are watching a trailer for women in cages. Yes, and for like an extended amount of time. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's very I don't know. It's um, very weird. Yeah, and then there that that's when we get into the whole Tarantino uh, yeah. bit, which you know we've we've talked about a bit here. Don't need to talk about it again. I was gonna say I feel like that's enough. Um, yeah, we can talk about how his penis falls off. Yeah, yeah. But that's it. Um, that, that that is about it. Just droops yeah. off, you know. Yeah, it, yeah, it's gross. Yeah. It's pretty gross. Uh huh. <laughs> um, and then we, I mean, here we basically get down into the into the basement, and this is where we learn what is making the zombies tick. Uh, we learn about the infectious disease and yeah. how they need this antidote. Um, Bruce Willis has a crazy monologue though, where he describes. <laughs> 
why he got infected in the first place. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. And it involves killing Bin Laden. Yeah. Um, which, yeah, I mean, I like it's it's just it's very funny um, just because of the timing of all this. Like, yeah. like, has anyone else tried to do that? Be like, I'm the guy who killed Bin Laden. That's a great question. Make I it, don't like, know. I'm a cool hero because of it. Yeah, um, I don't know. Because famously, I think there were like ten, the ten or twelve, you know, SEAL team guys, whatever yeah. it was, uh, were all like, like each one of them said that yes. they were the one that killed him. Which is great. It I is great. Really funny. I think yeah. it's very funny. I think so too. I mean, do you think that's a here? Let's get off on this tangent for a second. Oh yeah. Do you think uh, that was a choice that they made that they said, "Hey, we're all going to do this just so that no one can be like the one I'm guy." The guy? Like it's a I'm Spartacus thing or or uh, that they all just did it on their own to be like, well, fuck those guys. I'm going to say that I did it. I, I like to believe that there were like eight Bin Laden like decoys. <laughs> Look, lookalikes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they, yeah. they all killed one. And so they all feel like <laughs> they killed him. Here's my take. If if you say that you're the one who killed Bin Laden, you should also say that you're the one who crashed the helicopter into his compound by accident. <laughs> You have to take credit for both. Exactly. You have to be the coolest and the least cool guy yes. on, on yes, the yes, operation. Yes. yes. <laughs> and I only killed him because I crashed the helicopter. Yeah, I felt, <laughs> like, I felt bad. I felt bad. Yeah. Um, I, I, I will say as uh, Bruce Willis is uh, like telling this story and his uh, oxygen is, uh, or whatever you want to call it, is running out. Mm-hmm. Um, the film grain starts intensifying. Mm-hmm. Uh, you get you get more scratches and distortion until he finally like is in that final form, and, and it does you know two really good things. One, it's it's playing into the whole aesthetic and you know themes of this uh, in, in the greater way in a, in a great way. But yeah. um, on top of that, you know, it's enhancing the effects because it's obscuring some of it and, and sure. helping you imagine more of it. Yeah, um, I it, think we left something major out. I'm sure we did. Well, Cherry... Yeah. Cherry gets her leg amputated earlier in the movie. Yes, way earlier. Yeah. Uh, sorry about that. Folks. No, no, no. Um, uh, no, no, I'm not apologizing to you. Oh, I'm yeah, apologizing to, to the listeners. <laughs> Fair enough. Sorry, um, I'm sorry as well. Uh, yeah, you re- you remembered. You knew it happened. I uh, they know. did not. Um, and, and she gets a wooden plank put in her leg, like a peg leg. Yeah, just just shoved right into yes. her leg with, with yes. a lot of force, too. Just yes. not, yes, not, yes. Yeah, not very nice at all. No. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, and, and then, yeah, I mean, later here, we get we get to talk with uh, Dr. Dakota, where mm-hmm. she's talking about the useless talents um, and turning your useless talents into, you know, your, your strength, essentially. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and this is where Cherry gets the, the gun leg, <laughs> um, which they take out, they take out the wooden leg. They take out the broken piece of wood in her leg. That, well, right. She uses the wooden peg yeah. to kill Tarantino's character, yes. which, which I do like that. Um, yeah. And then Dr. Dakota uses her needle gun to take out the other guard that yeah. I like that they take care of themselves and then the guys come in. To, sure. to like save yeah, yeah, them yeah. Um, and get them out of the room for sure but like they're able to take care of that on their own i mean these are both very feminist films yeah um they they, they treat you know they, we have sex workers here um that are treated with depth mm-hmm. um and i mean all the women in the in the second half too um yeah ultimately the heroes of the movies more so than the guys definitely by a lot yeah which is good because i think 
uh, a lot of this kind of exploitation like film could, mm-hmm. can, you know, it's, it, it can just be made by men and uh, used yeah. to push a certain agenda. For sure. Yeah. The gun leg. I mean, it just really <laughs> rules. I like um, when she, when, when Cherry is a, uh, it, basically everybody groups up outside of the mm-hmm. compound. They're going to try to escape on the helicopters and there's like a missile or something that, that comes and it launches, it, it, it lands behind Cherry and propels yes, her it, into the air. Yes. And then she just uses her leg to take out like, you know, 40 guys at once. It's great. And then lands on the ground, spins around on her other leg, yeah. does a full 360, shoots a bunch of guys. Just and awesome. then and then hops on the back of a motorcycle, I think, right? Yeah. And and, yeah. and I was like thinking more of the movie would be the gun leg stuff. And yeah. so like there was a lot a of this. I was like, ah, oh, come on, get around to it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But they really, you know, they 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 did all the cool moves they could think of. For sure. And, and they really are just like, let's jam pack it all into one one fun scene, you know? Yeah. Yeah. They when they finally get some of the people into the helicopter too, they use the helicopter to kill more zombies that by tilting mm-hmm. it forward and using the blades. Like it's just which which stressed me out beyond belief because I yeah. was like, if I'm flying this helicopter, I'm accidentally making it go six inches lower and it hits the ground and then we're all dead. Right. And you're just you're flying straight into a building, right? Like you're yes. in this angle, you're gonna have to it's like, fully stressed it's me out the entire time. Yeah, I don't think I would ever want to be a helicopter pilot. No, I never want to go in a helicopter. I do think it's hilarious, though, that the uh, the strip club, uh, like, bouncer or, or, or uh-huh. the, the guy in charge of all the girls uh, is is the guy who can fly the, the, the helicopter. It's great. Yeah. It's great. It, it actually, um, have you seen Miracle Mile or am I? Miracle. No, maybe not. It's, uh, oh, man, why am I think, forgetting the film? I've seen Miracle. <laughs> Miracle. Starring no, it's, stuntman, stuntman Mike. Stu- there we go. <laughs> it, it, it takes place um, on the block right in front of the, the Academy Museum. And okay. this guy's waiting for a girl at a diner. And yeah. he finds out that the world is going to end. And it's like 4 a.m. And it's like the world's going to end in an hour. Um, and so it plays out like one hour of real time. But at the end, they're looking for helicopter pilots. That, I mean, that is called to Miracle away. Mile. Okay. Starring- Anthony Edwards, Mayor Winningham. It, 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 and... Yeah, it is Miracle Mile. Huh. I've never heard of this movie. It, but there's a fun joke at the end where um, they're also looking for helicopter pilots and yeah. they go into a gym and then they they go like, does anybody know how to fly a helicopter? And it's like two like like muscle you know, bodybuilding guys that are like, oh yeah, yeah we do. <laughs> they, now they just walk here's, out. Here's the crazy thing. Before Anthony Edwards was cast in that movie, Production nearly began with Kurt Russell. Wow. We're back, baby. Here We're we back. go. Here we go. Also, this script was almost part of the Twilight Zone movie. That I did not know. I didn't know it either. It's it's a pretty it's a pretty fun one. Um has huh. a nice little ending too. I, I would okay. I would recommend it. Yeah. Oh yeah. This is like the the diner that they go into is the diner from Lebowski. The, like, you want a toe, I'll get you a toe diner. It's right next to the Academy Museum. Yep, yeah, yeah, it is. Huh. Now it's got a weird theming around it. It says, like, Bernie. Like, it's got, like, yeah, Bernie yeah, Sanders yeah. theming or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I, was, I was upset to find out it's not actually a 24-7 diner also. I think it's, cl- I think it's closed now. Closed now? I don't think it's, it was, yeah, it was open it's last open year, but, yeah. Yeah. That's sad. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, this pretty much brings us to the end of Planet Terror. Um, we have 
some more helicopter, you know, some more uh, helicopter moves when we're killing the zombies. Um, and then El Rey. You have, great, you have a great moment where Naveen Andrews uh, comes back and he's like, follow me. We're going to go. We're going to go take care of this. And he walks out and immediately gets shot in the head and his head explodes. So good. And and also a like, classic. yeah, he's like, all we need is me to 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 finish the cure yes, <laughs> and that yes. will save humanity. Oh, yes, yes. He's like, uh, you don't understand. We're the cure. They need us. We need to go. I, yeah. He's like the, he's a scientist who can like handle all of this right. stuff. And then he dies. And but they're he's leading like, well, the charge too. Yeah, right? They're doing like, well, the dumbest where thing. Where are we going to get, where are we going to get another scientist? And like, biochemical. Yeah. 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 Uh, real good. No, real that, good that actually is a very funny beat. Um, yeah. Cause then it's just like, all right, F it. We're going to shoot our way out of this. Yeah. Um, yeah, and then you get you do get the very sweet uh, moment at the end um, where yeah, Doctor Dakota is just yelling back at Cherry, "Reach up," um, yeah. which is a callback um, to earlier, and it's just really nice because they end it there. I I think there's something to be said about ending right at the climax of a film. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. I mean, they they show a little bit of an epilogue. Yeah, um, but where they they're like off in the desert and everything, yeah. but they don't need everything to show is, them getting there. Yeah, you see the all the buildings behind them destroyed, and they look like the. I mean, this is a deep cut for folks. Mm -hmm. They look like the alternate ending to Army of Darkness. Yeah, yep. when Ash sleeps too long. Uh, yeah, they're all just <laughs> very clearly fake buildings, but like it looks great in that. Yeah, very um, uh, Mad Max Thunderdome too. Maybe for even sure. Ending. Like for just, sure. All right, we're ex existing in this apocalypse now. Now, in the Wikipedia, and I don't remember seeing this, it says in the post credit scene, Tony, who's the kid who shoots himself in the car, is sitting on the beach at the survivor's base playing with his turtle, scorpion, and tarantula. Oh my I God. don't remember that. Okay, this sounds like another alternate edit. It's in the, it's in the main Wikipedia plot. I didn't even, I did not realize there was, um, well, because I, I watched, uh, I guess I watched through and just, got to the trailers for the next segment yeah. in the in the grindhouse double so yeah. i don't know if they had edited out the the end trailer there or the yeah. end credits huh yeah weird i i thought you were gonna say that he showed up as like a zombie or something like playing like no, playing with it too he's just just fully him. there he's just fully there huh Yeah, these trailers in the middle are pretty fun. We've got uh, Werewolf Woman of the SS by Rob mm -hmm. Zombie. That's that's the first one with the previously mentioned Nick Cage as Fu Manchu in that. <laughs> that is one that I, I think would be a pretty fun movie to watch if they actually think, made it. Here's the thing. I think most of these would be. Yeah. I, I do think Don't, the, the Edgar Wright one. Yeah. It, it's fully encapsulated in what it is, Absolutely. right? Like, yeah. It, I don't think it... It just wouldn't have any of the comedy without yeah. the the Will Arnett commentary on that. Going, don't, don't open yeah. the door. Yeah, you also get the Eli Roth. Yes, uh, the Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving. Yeah, I think the kills in Don't and Thanksgiving are really solid. Mm -hmm. Um, like Edgar Wright really nails that. I I think he nails the the Giallo style more than he even does in Last Night in Soho, which sure. is just a bit more of a a cleaner aesthetic if you will yeah um and i i kind of wish he had gone for more of the the shellacky kills and listen i i think a lot of people wish there were a lot of different things in that yeah, movie <laughs> yeah well a lot of craft you know a lot of nice things to look at yeah. but yeah. yeah um thanksgiving is packed with all of the best one-liners though i mean thanksgiving almost got grindhouse and nc-17 really 
Yeah. <laughs> Which is crazy. It's very it funny the... that it's like, I mean, because of nine different things. Yeah, I was going to say. Of, <laughs> there's, there's, a, there's a cheerleader who is uh, stripping, bouncing on a trampoline, and uh, getting stabbed in her nether regions. Yes. Uh, there's a bunch of decapitations. Yeah, they um, do cover. So many... They do cover the uh, when she, you know, would fall yes. onto the knife on the trampoline. Yes, they they cover the impact. But still, <laughs> I, I think that must have been the one concession to get it. Yeah, not the NC seventeen. Yeah, I mean, and then there's the the naked body on the uh, served as a turkey dinner. Like you know, yeah. they take the platter off and. Uh-huh. Looks like it's been basted and like everything you did. Yeah, I, I'm looking right now and it says apparently they sent it to the ratings board. They were going to give it an NC-17 and then they added all of the bad splices and the distress and the scratches and right. everything. And then they, they got it. Know, brought it, brought it back down, yeah, which some, is crazy. It, it is interesting because sometimes all it takes is resubmitting. Um, yeah. there, there have been a few stories where like somebody just took a frame out, um, yeah. or, or did or like, zero frames out yeah, and just resubmitted it. And yeah, I think Matt and Trey, like of South Park fame yeah. ha- had a lot of those scenarios where they just first name, first name basis. Yeah. Oh, oh, of course. Yeah. Of course. <laughs> uh, now there, I don't know if you know this, there's another spinoff from this from, from, from what, Grind, Thanksgiving from or Grindhouse. Grindhouse from Grindhouse. What is it in? It was mostly in Canada, but they showed another trailer mm-hmm. for a movie called Hobo with a Shotgun. Yes, yes. I And Ho- I Hobo with this. a Shotgun was also made into a, a feature. Yeah, I think people liked that, though. Like, I think it's got a decent cult rep. Yeah, I haven't seen it. It's Rutger Hauer, right? I think is the lead. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. They should have made all of them into features. That's my take. I mean, I think if this movie made more than, you know, $20 million... Uh, it probably would have. I agree. I yeah. I, I mean, Thanksgiving is an interesting one because it's it's clearly supposed to be a Halloween riff, right? Like, For sure. Can you just yeah. make another Halloween? Or yeah. Another yeah, yeah. holiday scary. Yeah. But but that could be like a whole. I why? I mean, there's so many Christmas exploitation absolutely films. Yeah. Like like why not? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's also uh, it was like Halloween and like Black Christmas a little bit too. Yes. Yes. Um. But yeah, for sure. More more. Well, we got Jason Reitman's Arbor Day. <laughs> so. Oh, yeah. I, I was going to say, you could do, you could do Leap Day, maybe. Uh-huh, uh-huh. 30 Rock. Well, they did, they did that on 30 Rock. Yeah. yeah, yeah, But it's not a horror, right? Like, they could. But it becomes a horror in the end. Does it? I, I've been, at the it's end, been a while. At the end, he does, like, a billow transformation like you know going towards the camera with like sharp teeth or something like that oh my god yeah that's the teaser for the for the horror then for sure for sure um (laughs) yeah i agree any of these would make really great films yeah um yeah then we get into death proof um pretty quickly there let's Um, get into it yeah death proof opens with a shot of some feet on a dashboard Surprise, I, surprise. We're in, baby. I, you know, here we go. Tarantino knew what he was doing here, right? Yes. Like, I think yeah. he, at least he knew I'm going to lean into my, yeah. my grossest things, yeah. you know, because this is what any director of the time might have done, right? For sure. Whereas he's maybe sneaking it into his more prestige films. <laughs> All on this here, here. Here, there's zero sneak in this mm-hmm. one. It, yeah, I mean, one of the characters is barefoot for the entire film. Yeah. Another one's wearing flip-flops. <laughs> yeah. It's, yeah. Yeah. Um, I do like they have the fake uh, title here. 
Um, mm-hmm. I think it's Thunder Rod. Um, yes. Yes. Which, yeah, I wonder what the idea was with that. Like, was he supposed to have a, a Thunderbolt on the hood, maybe? Like, if, if that was, like, the original working title. I'm sure there's some fun in-universe stuff. Mm-hmm. This is this movie set in Austin, Texas. They show a shot of an Alamo draft house uh, really mm-hmm. early on, which is pretty cool. Uh, I think this is probably when Tarantino was doing his uh, before he had the New Beverly. What he was doing film festivals at the yeah. Alamo Draft House. I think they're both set in all. I mean, they ha- probably have to be because of the character crossover. Yeah, so actually, and then also Machete set in Austin too. Yeah, must be then. I mean, yeah. I, I'm sure there's locations that are. Yeah. Yeah, clearly Austin. Yeah. Yeah, I I mean, like any Tarantino script, the dialogue here is really awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the, the way they introduced Jungle Julia as a radio figure um, mm-hmm. through the billboards, but also the way her friends are talking about her is fun. Um, everybody's just looking for weed. I mean, that's, it, it's mm-hmm. just a, it's a small hangout. They're just trying to have a fun birthday. Um. Yeah. But yeah, pretty quickly on, Kurt Russell is following them in the death-proof car. As he's being introduced, there there's some grain intensifying, just already laying down the threads. Yeah, and yeah, Butterfly learns about this this lap dance story essentially that um, or this bet. So Jungle Julie has gone on radio and said, if you if you come and find my friend Butterfly here, buy her a drink and recite a poem. She's gonna have to give you a lap dance tonight. <laughs> And just another one of these classic checkoff guns. You, you know, it's going to come off at some point. Um, yeah. But it's it's introduced so subtly that it doesn't really feel like a, a big setup in that way. Sure. And we pretty much get right to the bar. Tarantino shows up as the bartender. He buys the girls like around a round of green chartreuse. Eli Roth is drinking with with the girls as well. I think this is just like where they they slipped him in. You know, he was still doing some acting at this point. Yeah. And yeah, we kind of this is right where we see Kurt Russell for the first time. He's bodying some nachos. And and I, I do want to say, uh, the people that Tarantino tried to cast before Kurt Russell. Yeah. I want to go through the list because it's a it's a wild list. That's awesome. Let's start. Sylvester Stallone. Makes wow. sense. Yeah. Travolta. Sure. Yeah. Willem Dafoe. Ooh. John Malkovich. Mickey Rourke. Yeah. Ron Perlman. Bruce Willis. Now, who do you think this last one's going to be? Uh, Brad Pitt? I mean, you're so close. Cal Penn. <laughs> you're so close. Cal Penn. Wow. Um, and I guess Mickey Rourke was, like, really close. Like, they like offered he, it to him, and they he, were... He feels like he's got the grind for it. They were going back and forth uh, like he had agreed to do it. The reps were, like, going through contract stuff, and right. they wanted so much more money. And Tarantino oh, was yeah. like, I don't have time to deal with your bullshit. Right. Like, you know, negotiation tactics. And he was just like, I'm moving on. I'm sorry. <laughs> like, that was it. Especially because they were... I mean, this whole thing got funded as one film. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he just didn't have that type of room. Man, that, yeah. that yeah, that's rough. But I mean, most, you know, with Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, like the story mm-hmm. is everybody took pay cuts for that mm-hmm. or took points. It's it's just what happens when you want to be in a non tourist film, right? Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, starring Stuntman Mike's brother. Uh-huh. <laughs> Stuntman Bob. Stuntman Bob. His I, br- the character's brother appears, which I was trying to figure out while I was watching I was like, is his brother 50 years older than him? Right. 
Because if that's the 1970, say, 1973, somewhere in that range, and he's older than, he's like 15 years older than Kurt Russell is in this movie. Yeah. He's got to be like 50 years older. <laughs> but I know. Or yeah. it's like Stuntman Bob, the guy who trained him and he calls him his brother and, in the yeah, way that like Stuntman only, instead of the last name is the first name that they all share. So they're all family. You sure. know? And he only trained him because he's like, you look exactly like me. <laughs> <laughs> I, I have to train you. I was wondering about like just what's the implication here with with both of these guys because yeah, um, I I mean I think it's a brilliant idea for 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 this movie in general just the 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 evil stuntman if you will yeah. um, that the car is a perfect death trap um, yeah like it's such a good way to just turn something that any cop would look at and be like oh you're a stuntman that looks normal and yeah um, turn it into this whole thing. Yeah, but um, yeah, I, the 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 other side of it too is like, what he had once upon a time in Hollywood in his head for like such a long time. Did he know mm-hmm. it, it was supposed to be revolving around a stunt man? It's a great um, question. And was he trying to do like a good side bad side here thing too? Um, mm. Cliff Booth isn't exactly uh, you know a great guy because we we have sure. you know did he murder his wife as a lingering question? Yeah. Because he could just he could be as capable as as Mike is of murder, right? It's a good, it's a good movie. It's so good. I know. It's I was, a good movie. Yeah, I was just sitting thinking about it, and then like, yeah, we should just watch that again. Yeah, it's a good movie. Maybe I'll watch that tonight. <laughs> right. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, Kurt Russell. I I think he just in that in this opening shot, they really uh, they they get the the, the over the shoulder look of him. Uh-huh. With just the glint of the eye, they they get this is like really where they show the menace here, and then there's one other moment right before he's got the girl coming into his car, and mm-hmm. he he winks at the camera, or he doesn't even <laughs> wink, he just looks, and he's like, yeah. uh huh, like you know what's about to happen. Uh-huh. Um, th- those two moments really, yeah, I, I, you could just tell he's having a, a ton of fun here. Yeah, yeah. Eli Roth is in the bar. He's trying to get these girls too drunk so that he can go. It, it's just it's bad, bad stuff. Another you know? person who takes roles where you're like, "Why are you doing this, my guy?" Like, yep. you're like a normal looking dude, you know? Like, take a regular role where it's not like a full on creep. And also, like, every- you're you're a somewhat public figure, but then like, yeah. the public's only really gonna see like this stuff more than they're going to see the interviews so like you're painting bizarre a weird picture for them all yeah yeah it is it's very bizarre but it's i mean it i i'm not i'm not trying to accuse anyone of anything but there is that trend of like people that you know they take bad roles and then it turns out that they're really bad people and you're like Mm -hmm. oh is that why they're able to play into some of these things well i mean every person has like like i said has the capability to do these things not sure their capacity but whether they do or don't do them is another thing um so did you know that eli roth directed the house with a clock in its walls the jack black movie no i did not i didn't either i'm looking at his acting credits and he plays comrade ivan i can't believe that came out in 2019 (laughs) i know i know oh boy (laughs) oh rough I yeah. think Jack Black's on an upswing, though, with Bowser. I hope so. I'm very pro Jack Black, and I feel like we're doing him dirty. Such, I, have you seen his YouTube channel? Yeah, he's having a great time. It's awesome. Awesome stuff. Yeah. 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 Um, also, did not know, I'm sorry to go off on this no, for a second, did not know that 
the the person with the and credit in the house with a clock on its walls is Kyle McLaughlin, who plays, and I quote, an evil warlock. Oh. Didn't know that. I thought you were going to say he plays the clock in the walls. <laughs> he plays, yeah. He's just going tick. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, what? So stunt stuntman Mike kind of makes his introduction. Um, yeah, I guess let's get back to this. I oh, guess <laughs> if we have to. Um, but he plays stupid, like he doesn't know who Jungle Julie is. Yeah. And there's you know just great framing of the billboard, not fully visible but obscured in the background. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he, he has the fake sneeze, uh, which is, like, uh-huh. such an interesting beat. Like, is he playing it for real? Is this part of the, you know, the act as this character? He's so good at it. There's one scene in particular, it comes in later, but where I was like, oh, this may be, like, the best he's been in a movie. Yeah. Like, he's having so much fun. No, truly. I'll, I'll say what that thing is later, but it's one line reading where I'm just like, you're having a great fucking time right now. Uh... I, I, He's so good. I think I, I agree because most of the, the, the best Kurt Russell performances yeah. are the ones where he's having fun. Miracle. Um, yeah. I, I, sky I th- high. <laughs> sky high, really, though. Uh, I, I, was, I was thinking of Big China because he at yes. least knows he's yes. like playing the buffoon in this one. Yeah. yeah, um, yeah. And like, obviously, he's really great in the thing. But yeah. Um, like, isn't it just that much better when he's got a little, like, he's got that huge yeah. mustache and Hateful Eight, and you can just tell he, he's loving embodying yeah. that thing. Yeah. Yeah. Good for him. Great for him. I'm glad Good he's still him. acting, too, you know? Me, too. He's playing Santa Claus all the time. <laughs> gotta get that Netflix bag. Hey. Right? Do what you gotta do. Yeah. Uh, later we get, what, more Stuntman Mike. He's, he's explaining his career to all the girls around him, and they don't know any of the movies he's been in. Another yeah. great one in that, like, if you didn't know the, the projects, it could sound just as made up as, yeah. it, as it does sound realistic. Um, yeah. It's like, it just goes to show how good his game is of not getting caught. Um, if he is this, if he's a serial killer, uh, you assume he's done this before in some capacity because his game is so well-trained. For sure. But... It's it's also hard to tell. Yeah, there, there's that great line where the and the girls mention being scared of him, mm-hmm. and, and and he's like, "Well, what is it?" And, and they're like, "Well, it's your car," and he's like, "Oh, sorry, it's my mom's car." Uh-huh. <laughs> Just such a such a killer one. Yeah. Then we we ride up basically to him trying to get this this lap dance, and he really sells this moment so well because yeah, he could come in like the creep you're expecting, but he he brings just enough charm. And then he starts poking at Butterfly and kind of being like, oh, your, your, your ego's a bit bruised because nobody's come up to you and asked for a lap dance yet, right? Yeah, and, yeah. And, and he goads her on. So, so this, is, this is where the, the missing reel happens in the Grindhouse release. Mm-hmm. And then they cut back to the, the parking lot. But th- this scene exists. You can, you can yeah. see it. Um, pretty good. <laughs> pretty good lap yeah. dance. I mean, yeah. That's good. Um, especially for like a... I, like like a character who's not necessarily a, a performer of any type, just a, sure. a, a normal person. Sure. Uh, there is like a, a another foot fetish thing in this where she slams her foot, you know, her foot flopped foot down right on his crotch on yeah. the chair. Um, yeah. Again, just, and I'm sure Quentin hated it and said, "Don't do that. Why would yeah. you ever do that?" And, and she and, was like, "No, Quentin, please let me do this. Please." Yeah, she was like, "Please, just one more take." Yeah. <laughs> 
yeah, it, it, we we go out into the car, and uh, who's the what's what, what's the name of the actress here? Is it isn't it Rose McGowan, who is also Cherry in Planet Terror? Yes, of course. Yeah. I, oh my god, I didn't realize that was yeah. <laughs> I I don't know why I didn't. Yeah. I mean, that was the goal. That the was, goal was that for was. Her, her to play two different characters. You know. Yeah. Yeah. Which she is really good. Um, as she's as, very good as the California it. blonde, like. Yeah, I mean, it's very, uh, it is very hard to separate the real life stuff uh, of this movie with her, right. because this movie is obviously produced by the Weinsteins, uh, right. and uh, Rodriguez was dating her at the time, Ugh. and Harvey, I mean, not to get heavy for a second, but no, no. I feel like it is, it it's, is a big it's part, a big of, this part movie. of it. Yeah, uh, Harvey obviously did not want her in the movie because she had been complaining about, uh, very rightfully so, the things that had happened between them in the past. And Rodriguez was like, oh, well, you know what? She's going to be in the movie because Bob's producing this movie, not Harvey. Uh, wow. So he put her in the movie and that is, their marketing budget got slashed very big because Harvey got mad that she was in the movie. Of course. So that is partially the reason why this movie did not make as much money as I think they wanted it to. Yeah, that that makes a lot of sense. I mean, there's yeah. a lot of those stories too of them absolutely cutting the 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 marketing specifically because yeah. they're like, yeah, we'll we'll let you get the win. We'll we'll make yeah. we'll let you think you're winning. Yeah, then, yeah, yeah, yeah. Not great. Not, Not great, great at all. And and I I think I so I've seen a couple of the Tarantinos um, at the mm -hmm. New Beverly at, when they play mm -hmm. them at midnight and. And, and like every once in a while, uh, when the Weinstein name comes up, you get yeah. a boo from the audience. Which good, is good cool. you should. Yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. So he takes Pam, Rose McGowan's character, uh, into the car. She asks if it's safe. Says it's better than safe. It's death proof. <laughs> and gets into the whole, how do you make this car death proof? And, and then once she's in the car and he has locked the door behind her, he's got the line where he says, which way are you going? Left or right? Yeah. Which is an awesome moment, just because it just all flips like that. Yeah, I mean, you you it's were so expecting quick. it, but not that for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And at first, you're just not sure what his game is, right? Yeah. What What's he doing in here? Is he trying to just beat her up for fun? Um, and then yeah, eventually he just slams on the brakes, and and that's it for for her. Mm -hmm. And then he goes for the other four girls, which is pretty wild because mm -hmm. when, when i first saw this i was definitely thinking these were our four protagonists of course for, yeah. for the film it, it really is a I, I think this is the only film where tarantino does something like that where most of his characters die off or i mean in reservoir yeah. dogs a lot of people are dead early sure but, but not that early but, like they're still right. around for a chunk of the movie yeah yeah and, yeah. and there's flashbacks, so it's like it's not like they're out of it entirely. For sure, um, yeah. And, and it works so well being the second in this feature because you've you've just gone through a whole film of the normal conventions. Yeah. And the crash that that stuntman Mike does pull off on them is just so brutal. Mm -hmm. uh, they they just cut and show it from three different angles for like yes. to watch every person die. Basically, the car. The car Stuntman Mike's car, you have to call him Stuntman Mike. Yes, you can't Stuntman just call Mike. him Mike. You are Stuntman right. Mike. Stuntman Mike. Yeah. Uh, Stuntman Mike's car goes on the roof of their car, tears the roof off. One of the girls has like her legs up on the um, dashboard. The yeah. Both of the legs pop off, basically. Someone else's face gets caught underneath one of the tires and their face gets ripped off. Uh, what else? I feel like there's one other thing that maybe someone's head just fully comes off. Yeah, yeah. It's just, just um, goes straight through. Yeah. It's, yeah, it, it, real it, it's brutal, but they, I, I can't even imagine how many cars they had to 
crash to, to shoot that. Yeah, I mean, that is really one of the really impressive things in this is uh, just how many practical car chases, crashes, everything that they had in this, uh, just because you feel like that doesn't happen on such a big scale anymore. That's obviously no. the point of this movie is like, let's get back to the 70s doing the, yeah. you know, Smoking the Bandit, Blues Brothers, all the like big car crash movies. Um, but it's really fun seeing it with a modern filmmaking aesthetic on it and everything. Absolutely. And, and I think that's, it's what makes the second half of this, uh, of the characters work so well for me is yeah. like two of them are stunt men yeah. and, and like everyone's in the industry to some capacity too. Yeah. And even them trying to do this like crazy move is, mm-hmm. is a throwback to, to, you know, when people would do things practically because Essentially, these are two stunt women being like, "Hey, we don't get to do enough crazy shit. Like, get, let's let's do some crazy shit right now." Yeah, I, I was gonna say uh, the 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 car as the slasher's dick essentially in this mm-hmm. film works so well because in in your traditional slasher movie, the knife is is the metaphor for yeah. it, um, and, and they lay in the the cops lay it right out in the middle here when you get to the hospital scene. Yeah. Um, in a kind of Norman Bates way of like, oh, he must be, he must get off on this. Yeah. Um, but it it really is just a brilliant invention. I don't think I, I just I don't think I've seen anyone else try to do this um, in that way. I mean, the taking out four people at, all at once. It's like four climaxes. <laughs> like it's just for sure. It's a, it's a it's it's a really messed up way of thinking. But it's uh, it, it goes to show where Tarantino's brain seeing all these films, you know, yeah. has has kind yeah. of treated him well to make. He's very like clearly influenced by uh, that genre yeah. of films, uh, and has very clearly seen every single one ever made. Right. Well, and, and like in a sense, like in comedy, we talk about heightening all the time. Yeah. And like yeah. what he's done here is he's just tried to heighten that same idea. Yeah, it's a good movie. It's so good. People don't talk about this one. No. No, when not, they talk about Tarantino movies, I feel like this is always either left out or like so far down the list, yeah. and I, that's never been—I've never understood that it's, because I think it's really fun and really different and it, really wild. I, I agree. I think it's—it's it's my like number seven, I think, out of like yeah. all of his, um, yeah. which is still right in the middle. Which, sure. but I, I agree. I, most people, it's either really love or really hate. Yeah, yeah. What, what's your favorite Tarantino? Ooh, that's a good question. I uh, think it's probably. I mean, man, I really liked Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Yeah, that that's my favorite too. Um, I really liked it. I think that's probably it. Um, it's just so I'm mature just looking, for him. Um, yeah, and like he doesn't lean into all the the things you think he would, which is really why it works. I also really like Jackie Brown. I love Jackie Brown. Yeah. Yeah, I really like it. I, I think bottom is hateful eight. Okay, it that's let's certainly I, that's certainly low for me. Um, let's see if I can do this right. Here we go. You ready? Yes. I think my ranking is, and this is just purely me looking at this list right now. Hell yeah! Once upon a time in Hollywood, Jackie Brown, uh, Kill Bill, Reservoir Dogs, or Kill Bill Volume One, mm-hmm. Reservoir Dogs, Pulp Fiction, uh, Kill Bill Volume Two, Pulp Fiction. Inglorious Bastards, I don't really know where to put Hateful Eight. I don't think Inglorious, or Death Group's in there too. What a mess. This, I know. It's, it's not easy because. It's not easy. Yeah. yeah. I, I think with anyone who has, like, when their consistency is is really good. Yeah. Um, you're really. I mean, I basically like them favorites. all except for Hateful Eight. Right. Yeah. So. I, I, I tend to agree. Hateful Eight, I think, is. 
is all right, but it just doesn't hit the heights. I yeah. think it, I need it to. Um, yeah. It just feels like it needs another turn in it. For sure. For something for else sure. to happen. Yeah. I mean, once upon a time in Hollywood, I was, I was hesitant to put it up there, but after rewatching it, I was like, yeah, no, this, this is definitely up. Yeah. We should probably talk about these, uh, the girls, uh, in the second half. I mean, yeah. Rosario Dawson, really awesome here. I think she's yeah. supposed to be a, a makeup artist is what, what her role on the set is. Uh, everyone's favorite lost character, Regina, Zoe Bell. Mm-hmm. Who's in, uh, four episodes of season four of lost, <laughs> um, playing herself okay <laughs> yeah she's playing herself in just, this just playing herself saying. no in this she's playing herself oh yeah no you're right you're right yeah. I, I didn't realize she has the same name too in it no um, in but... lost she's playing regina who's on the boat that comes to the island okay i'm very confused <laughs> and then she uh jumps off the boat uh and kills herself got Season it so, four. so this is all in the same dream Oh boy. Of lost. Oh boy. No? Oh boy. Um, who else we got? We got Rosario, we got Zoe. Yes. We got who else? Uh, uh Tracy Thomas or Tracy Toms. Tracy Toms. And then Mary Elizabeth Winstead. Of course. Oh yeah, Mary Oh duh, yeah, yeah, of course. Mary the the great Mary Elizabeth Winstead. They're all great. They're all great in it. No, they they they're really good. And I think what surprises me is like how quickly on board you get with this new group of girls. Yeah. Um, it, it's all done really well. Um, I also didn't realize this movie unofficial sky high reunion, Mary Elizabeth Winstead, Kurt Russell. Yes. Yeah. Look at that. Only two years later. <laughs> it's actually uh, insane. Cause he seems so much younger. They yeah. both seem so much younger. Um, in, in, sky, in high? sky high. Yeah. Yeah. hundred percent. Uh, yeah, no, Mary Elizabeth Winstead's great. Yeah, um, she's a uh, she's really only in like two or three scenes here. Yeah, um, in the car they they're talking about her boyfriend that her her name's Lee and they they have this funny song about uh, this guy Lee likes to watch UP like sitting on your toilet seat like <laughs> it, it's it's really I mean it again it's the type of thing that I think is a d- degree away from not working but yes um, at, like Tarantino just pulls it off here yeah. Um, there, there's also some good set dressing here where they just start talking about Zoe, uh, Zoe and her like agility as a stunt woman. Um, mm-hmm. how, you know, she almost fell in, or she fell into this pit that if anyone else fell into it would have died. Yeah. Um, but it was Zoe. It was Zoe. Uh, but she was also dumb enough to fall into it in the first place. <laughs> and if, if people listening don't know who Zoe Bell is, she's like a real stunt woman. Like she was Kate Blanchett's stunt bubble on Ragnarok. Mm-hmm. Like she was in, uh, she's in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood but she's also like the stunt coordinator in it. She's in a, a ton. I think she was, wasn't she? Um, she was Uma Thurman's stunt double in the Kill Bill movies. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah she's like been around forever. Um, she rules. She's the coolest. And I wish she uh, had a, a bigger, you know, acting career. I mean, um, easily one of the most public stunt, you know, people you could, you could for point sure. to, right? Um, yeah, she's usually she's undersung heroes. Yeah. I, yeah. I mean, I just the physical toll of <laughs> throwing. I mean, that's the thing is you can't make a stunt not hurt. You can just yeah. make it not injure you. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Tarantino, when, when he hired her, uh, he was like, it'll be great. You're going to be acting. We'll get you your own stunt woman. So you don't have to worry about it. And she goes, no, what are you talking about? She's like, 
I'm not going to do this movie if I'm not doing the stunts. Right. She said, I will do the stunts if you hire someone else, but I am not going to play the main part and yeah. not do the Listen, stunts. She, she would lose all cred, right? Absolutely, yeah. And also so many of those stunts that she does, like when she's on the roof of that car, it's, uh, not it, to get ahead of things, like yeah. you couldn't do it with someone else in yeah. 2007. Like you can't face map someone else on that well back then. Exactly. Uh, it, I, it I would, Tanya, could barely pull it off like seven years later. Sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, was it only seven years later? Mm, that's light. That. That's light. It might be. I was going to say that feels like 10. Those two movies feel so far apart. Yeah. Even though they're not really, I guess. No, but, um, but truly, I mean, that's that's part of the whole like culture switch is like I, yeah you, you you could say this is tarantino's last modern day set film even though it is such a throwback in every other style sure. um sure. everything he does past this is a period piece um and maybe for a reason i mean there's the idea that like maybe it, it's hard to talk about the times right yeah um yeah. and part of tarantino's whole thing is wanting to stay relevant and he was the most relevant script writer when he came on the scene. Mm -hmm. um, and he might understand that, okay, if I try to talk about iPhones, like I'm not going to have my same edge. There is something in this where they mentioned something current day and I can't remember what it was, but it is very weird. There's, it's not like an iPod, but it's something yeah. like that where they mention something of, of 2007 and it just feels weird because this movie feels like it should be 1976 or whatever, you know? Right. Well, there's, um, the, the, the jungle Julie is texting at the beginning. Oh yeah. Um, and yeah, yeah, yeah. she has to, she types in the text and then she selects yeah. who it's going to, oh, and it's really all funny. on a flip phone, you know? Yeah. And she's, yeah. She's even typing in the number like for, for that's one of really them. Funny. And it's like, yeah, it was something when Rose McGowan's about to get in the car and they're like outside looking at the car. I can't remember what it was. Right. Uh, I should have taken notes. That's okay. But I didn't. <laughs> I, that, yeah, I mean, I, I do wonder if Tarantino will return to something modern. Um, yeah. Or what form that would take. I don't know. Yeah. Um, we've got more good table setting here uh, with, with uh, you know, we're, we're just, we talk about the gun. Like, that we know that they have a gun in the car. Um, yeah. But it, do, it doesn't read as a conversation that's about, Hey everybody, we, we're 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 loaded, right? Yeah. Um, and even with Zoe, like they explain, she's coming in from New Zealand, um, which is like a nice thing of because she is playing herself, yeah. wanting to let most audience members who would assume she's Australian know that sure. she is New Zealand, yeah, uh, or Kiwi rather. But um, yeah, yeah, it's just uh, yeah, there's there's just good stuff early on, but um, and, and then they they very quickly get to the car. Um, and they're trying to convince this guy to let them take out this, this white GT essentially, mm -hmm. uh, without him. And so much of it is just the talking around this stunt of what we are going to try to do is so crazy. Um, and I, I think it, it's, it's just a fun diversion because you're not even thinking about Kurt Russell. You're not even thinking about the way he might tie into all these events, but the moment they take off, in the car, he's there waiting with the binoculars, straddling the hood of the car with, with the yeah. emblem, you know, right there at his crotch. The guy that they get the white car from, they like go to his house to pick it up. I yes. was like looking at him and I'm like, why do I recognize this guy? And it's this guy, Jonathan Lochran, who is in all the Sandler movies. Okay. I, he's cause, like, cause I, he's I, in, I, yeah. He's I, in 40 Adam Sandler things. This is insane. He was his assistant. 
Um, yeah. yeah, but I was like, I was Jack like, and why Jill. do I know this guy? Yeah, uh, that's really funny. What a weird. This oh. is like his like one non sandler thing. The, yeah, I, I'm like I remember his face because there's a there's a shot of him with like a fake eye in it. That, that I don't they, think that's they, a fake eye. I believe that's his real. Oh, eye. that's his real eye. Okay. Or or he can like do that. Like I don't know if it's his real eye, but I think he can like yeah. do it. I think there's and that's one of these yeah. films where he they they focus on that and they use it as a joke. Like his eye yeah, is yeah, here yeah. and it goes off or, or yeah, something. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. That's crazy. I didn't even put that together. So weird. I mean that that's what's awesome though. I think like I I just love that that guy has a full life and career. For sure. And but at the same yeah. time, I wish my brain wasn't broken and that I didn't realize that it was him. You know what I mean? Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> You're thinking about too much of the mechanics here. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, Literally, because I think he was a mechanic. Oh really? In the movie. Well, in the movie, he, they yeah, don't get definitely. the car from. Yeah, he's yeah, got, yeah. He's got the the mechanic suit. Looks a little yeah. greasy. Yeah, there's the bit where they leave Mary Elizabeth Winstead's character with him as collateral, um, yeah. which it's probably better that that's the end of it. That's all we ever see. Um, yeah. But just because of the, the schlocky grindhouse implications, you're just like, okay. I think, fill, I think we got enough. Fill yeah. in the blanks for yourself, yeah. uh, viewer at home. <laughs> uh, the car chase is... I mean, really, it's the coolest thing in here. I, it's, yeah. it, it just is so good. Um, it's the reason for the movie. Yeah. Like, that's why the movie exists. Absolutely. You know? And, I, I, yeah, they... I had heard, like, there, or read that they really tried to record this at a uh, a fast speed that they didn't they didn't they didn't they don't usually do car chases this fast but they were really yeah. pushing the agenda going up to like 70 80 miles Crazy. for some of these shots yeah um, but you feel it for sure yeah in there uh, and and they're smart by setting it in the country so there's nothing else around it moving mm -hmm. um, so you can at least isolate elements how you need to um yeah I I, I mean the it's just I. It's it's hard to even talk about just because it's just it just builds intention. It's, it's a very car cool chase. car chase. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but you do think Zoe's going to fall off a couple times. Um, you really see her hanging on like in the different dents of the hood, which is cool. Yeah. Um, and yeah, when when uh, he, Kurt Russell kind of stuntman Mike rather uh, roll, runs him off the road, and mm -hmm. Zoe goes flying. And yeah. so I think in, in this moment, he's assumed that she's probably dead. Um, yeah. But the, the story we have of her agility is why she's able to survive. But that, that, that's when he gets out of the car and goes, well, ladies, that's been fun. Yeah. <laughs> and, he, and he's like, but I, I got to go. Um, and and that, that, that's great. I mean, it, it does sound that, like he just blew a load. <laughs> like also, just, that is the part when I'm like, oh, this is the best he's ever been. Yeah. Yeah. Seriously. Well, Adios, and then they shoot at and him. Then, and it's like, fuck, fuck. It's <laughs> it, so funny. It immediately shrivels, like yeah, into it's the very, biggest very baby. funny. That was the moment yeah. where I was like, oh, I love him in this. He's so good in this. No, and then uh, him just screaming like and yelling at himself, fuck, fuck. What am I gonna yeah. do? What am I gonna do? Yeah. Like as he's yeah. driving away is so good, just because yeah. it's it's the deflation you need for uh, any of these films that. Uh, builds up a guy like this to be so cool because he's got the cool yeah. jacket and the cool car, but not enough things also take that extra moment to show you how pitiful or how you know pathetic of a dude he really is. Yeah, uh, underneath. Um, 
Yeah, I, I mean, the, the car chase, uh, basically, you know, they, they stop, they reorient, uh, the girls catch back up to him and start, and so he starts slamming him with, like, a metal rod, just, like, even pushing uh-huh. it in on him, which is all all great. Um, and he he's a, he, he takes, like, a four roses bourbon and, and chugs it and tries to smolder his, his wound a little bit. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, they, they start the chase back up and they, they get on the highway, which is a, a really fun turn for this um, because we've been in the country for so long. Uh, when they when they get onto the highway, like a random biker just gets like thrown off to the side, which which mm-hmm. is fun. Um, and then the, the girls drive him off the road and he is just, he goes, he's like, I'm sorry. I was yeah. just playing around. It's <laughs> <laughs> just so good. You're, uh <laughs> but and then the girls kind of like pull him out of the car forcefully and he and he goes careful my arm's broken it's great just, it's great just so good and they yeah. beat the shit out of him it's yeah it's oh uh, it's it's it feels more cathartic than the ending of once upon a time in hollywood um, for sure yeah just because yeah there there really has been a build-up of violence in, in this whole thing and, and mm-hmm. rage um and and again that is it they cut right there and we are done um, for a second. And then we go back and show the, the death blow. <laughs> like, yes. Yeah. Rosario Dawson's insane, like leg <laughs> kick that just uh-huh. like bashes his face straight in. Um, yeah. It's fun. It's fun stuff. Yeah. Yeah. It's real fun. If it, listen, and that's, if you want to believe the version you're watching, if you're reading the Wikipedia summary, it's completely different. Right. Oh, fair, fair. I mean, yeah. Something we discovered, uh, spoiler alert, we took a little break because we had to reset the Zoom room. I'm going to talk about this because I please, want this to please, be on the record. Please do. Uh, the Death Proof Wikipedia page, the plot is all funky, and they switched the 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 times when the girls show up. Like, the second group of girls show up first, and then the first group of girls are there. And then the ending is completely different. He, like, doesn't <laughs> die. He kills the girls... And then this says, and I, and I can't believe this happens, but maybe it does in the extended cut, and I just don't remember. Uh, the camera goes to the passenger's view of stuntman Mike's, who looks right into the camera, smiles, and mutters, welcome to the grindhouse. And the final shot is him driving off into the sunset. <laughs> I, I have been trying to look online to see if this is anywhere, like if this is part of it. And I cannot find it anywhere. So I can't tell if someone is just screwing with the Wikipedia page. But I thought that Wikipedia at this point was like pretty... Pretty good. Uh, pretty good. Pretty sourced and stuff. I don't know. I, I mean, there could be a fan edit, you know, that we're not saying. Where they put in the, new footage the, of yeah. him saying, welcome to the grindhouse? They, they flip both both uh, you know sides and then maybe it's like a, some deep fake like technology just for that one line, you know? What a wild fan edit. Good for them. Or does he, does maybe there's like audio, uh, an audio clipping of Kurt Russell like saying, behind, welcome behind to the, the grand house. Thing. Yeah. I was thinking maybe like that Santa Claus movie he did or something. Oh, maybe he says it. Yeah. 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 Oh, maybe uh, you're right. You're right. It's definitely in Santa Claus, uh, Christmas Chronicles yeah. two. I think yeah. it's probably when he says it. Oh, 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 welcome yeah, yeah, to yeah. the grind house. Yeah. Yeah. And then I think in Silkwood, he turns and looks to the passenger seat <laughs> in the car. So they just put them together. <laughs> or maybe it was from his his uh, uncredited work as himself and Jiminy Glick and La La Wood. Maybe it was in that. Absolutely, I'm sure there's mm-hmm. ar- enough ar- archival footage to uh-huh. do the Lucas Art stuff with him. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. 
Uh, well, uh, Patrick, thank you so much for joining me today. Thank you for having me. Um, that, this was really awesome. Um, yeah, people can find you on social media at Patrick Cotner, right? Um, at Patrick Cotner on Twitter, at Cotner on Instagram. Who knows how long Twitter's still going to be here, you know? So let's let's Seriously. hit up both of them while we're at it. Um, yeah. You can also watch George Lucas Talk Show, which is on, it's all on YouTube. Um, I produce and co-host the show where Connor Ratliff plays George Lucas and Griffin Newman plays his sidekick, Watto. And they host a very normal talk show where they interview <laughs> very real famous people as themselves. So like it's Weird Al or Seth Meyers or Whoopi Goldberg or it's crazy. A lot of insanely famous people who shouldn't be there. Yeah, it's a ton um, of fun. Yes, thank you. Awesome. Well, thanks so yeah. much. Uh, this has been Cinema Span. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening to Cinemas Man. You can follow us on all social media platforms. Be sure to check out some of our other films from 2007 we've covered. If you like the show, consider sharing it with a friend. Thanks for listening. Bye.